Then a uh, big welcome to Steve Vines. How are you? Uh, not gin-soaked, may I say. Gin-soaked? <laughs> <laughs> may I say. So let me get this straight. I'm trying to get my head around this. I'm, I'm pretty good Can at I pulling on. Can I just say two things? Yeah. One belt, one road. Thank you. Carry on. Here we go. <laughs> so, so we're going to follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow road. Follow the one road. Stopping occasionally for the green man who gets to flash 30 seconds longer. Yes. No, I mean, this one belt, was... One road. Can I, one belt, one road. Can I just say that if you compare the policy address of C.Y. Lung with the um, State of the Union address by Barack Obama, it is quite clear that Barack Obama is going back to his advisers. He says, why can't I rise to that level of eloquence, of foresight, of complete and devastating ability to, to, to surge the nation forward? I'm just saying... And in another time-space oh. <laughs> continuum, I saw an interesting case with some great, I mean, can great I just, comments can I just on point social out media. Before, before we, you know, yeah, say anything that, that might be right, he he managed he cy managed to talk for more than twice the length of time as the president of the United States. And last time I looked, it's a rather bigger country with rather more complex issues. He managed to talk for more than twice the length of time in his address, and you know. I'm wondering why. Maybe it was because, you know, there's sort of... There's there's Barack Obama talking about, you know, America's amateur. place in the world. Amateur. Sheer amateur, doesn't know what he's doing. And, you know, here in Hong Kong, we've got a chief executive who uses his visionary policy address to talk about non-slip floors in toilets. I'm not against non-slip floors in and toilets. blinking Zimmerman's bus seats. Zimmerman's bus seats. I mean... <laughs> That's but, all right, Paul, so long as you're all right, Jack. That's all right. We, you know, but, we're totally cool. But, uh, yeah, no, seriously. On. I mean, there's nothing... Th- those actually are actually perfectly OK proposals. But what the hell are they doing in the policy address? I don't know. A what policy, the hell is a lot of... The policy address is supposed to be the visionary policy, not the administrative detail of what's going on in the public lose. I mean, God help us. Yeah. Yeah. And incidentally, there's a light on the Taimong Chai Road that needs fixing. Why wasn't that mentioned in the policy address? My bathroom window could do a bit. Yeah, well, there you go. You see, there are other issues to be addressed. So it was all about belt and braces. Come on, let's fess up. None of us understand this. Um, 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 None of us understand this, um, except... Xi Jinping. Uncle Pete understands it. <laughs> are, you, are you going to tell us what One Belt, One Road is? I'll try my best. At this stage, it's an aspiration. It's a Chinese aspiration to to try and recreate those ancient trade routes from China. It sounds like an invasion plan to me, Peter. Well, that's what it sounds like. (laughs) I thought it was about investment opportunities in Kyrgyzstan. That's part of it. I mean, the idea is they are all these countries that are along the route. Some of them are Central Asian countries like Kyrgyzstan and Turkmenistan. These are very poor countries. They're also very different countries as well. So it will take, first of all, a lot of investment in infrastructure. But the idea is that over the long term, this will pay off this investment in terms of. But how we haven't heard of these places, and they haven't heard of us. Where's the belt? Well, where's the braces? Where's the braces? Yeah, anti-bracist talk. It's a very nebulous plan. Even China itself doesn't know how exactly this is going to work, what the business opportunities are. It's going to take a long time for real money. Yeah, 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 blah, 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 blah. But what does it mean? Well, in terms of Hong Kong, (laughs) right now, the, the idea that somehow Hong Kong can benefit from this is totally delusional. It is going to take many, many years 
for businesses and companies in Hong Kong to, first of all, be ahead of China. It's not possible to be ahead of China on this because we're a long way away from where and they that, won't let us. that trade route is going to be. Can I take another view? I think, because I heard this from no less a person than the chief executive himself, that people in Hong Kong expected him. That's what he said. They and they'd been upset to talk about it. They'd have been upset I, I was, if he I'm, hadn't. I would have been. I would have been really actually, angry. Actually, to be, if he hadn't to be fair, if you go into the average chat on Teng, say in Hong Kong, most people are at the moment saying, "Do you know? I'm wondering how I can leverage the opportunities." On the one belt, one road, and, and probably don't sleep at night thinking oh, about it. Oh, it's 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 an issue. <laughs> it's an issue. <laughs> so this is why it's bizarre that it was mentioned forty-eight times. Well, we're, we're, the the jury's out on this, but it was plus forty. And I, I said seriously, we were pretend. No, we we were pretending to to take a sip of vodka or tequila in here every time every time <laughs> you said it. And be flat on your back. Hugh oh. <laughs> would have been wasted. He would have had two and two thirds <laughs> bottle of tequila. I really mean that. You got seventeen shots per bottle. <laughs> But it, it, it is, is tequila part of the one, one Belt, One Road? I'd have thought it Does was more Does it go like, via Mexico? I was going to say, I was, I, can I say, I mean, I'm trying to be accurate here. I think it would be more like vodka. I think so. I just want to put mm. that technical point in. Absolutely. Well, look, look see, this is, this is the thing. It's wonderful. Jargons are us. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but... The, the road go, goes to Africa, doesn't it? Well, <laughs> it's a rather wide road. It's a big road, isn't it? Boy. It, it seems to encompass a large chunk of the planet at the moment. But it, it is... It is an aspiration. That's the thing to, to emphasise. At it's the moment, vision, there is nothing. It's a vision. It's the vision. It's thing. a vision. Yeah, it's, yeah, there's yeah. not a concrete plan out there at the moment. And well, why spend two and a half hours wobbling on about it? Well, that's why I think to think that, you know, Hong Kong businesses um, and companies over the next year are going to somehow massively increase their profits oh, because of this. Is, is, it's not going to happen. Because no less a person than the chief executive of Hong Kong is going to chair the one belt, one road, but they've actually taken out the word belt and road, so it's one this, one that committee. He won't get anywhere because so, there'll be all these big black cars double parked up it. Well, there is that. But, I mean, if he's chairing a committee that's going to guide it, doesn't that guarantee success? I think if there's a committee involved, you can almost <laughs> guarantee that it won't be successful. Do you know why it's interesting to have Peter in here this morning, apart from, you know, giving it that spin... And the sheer pleasure of it, And the of sheer pleasure yes. of seeing Peter with his pink phone. Um, it is that we've spent the past two weeks... We had a chat yesterday. And how near is the next 1929 market crash, recession, this, that and the other? And people are talking about well, this. Well, that's, that's a much bigger issue because again this morning Asian markets are sinking. Asian markets are now back to where they were on average three years ago. We've seen $3.2 trillion wiped off the value of global stocks in 2016. Oil is sinking again. It's fallen below this morning $30 a barrel. So to put that in context, the price of oil has fallen 20% so far this year alone. That's on top of a 35% fall last year and an almost 50% fall in and, 2014. And that there are oil wells on that one road and <laughs> leading to the belt. No. There are. Don't oh, be cynical. I'll tell you them. what, though. The thing here is Hong Kong has to do one belt, one road because China's doing it anyway. But if it all goes the way you're talking about, China won't be able to afford a bus fare up that one road. Well, there are bigger issues for the Hong Kong economy. I mean, the Hong Kong economy is clearly yeah, tied, bus seats. That's to, very important. tied to China, which is slowing down. Um, we're going to see some GDP numbers out of China next week. There is the, the big issue at the moment is sinking commodity prices are causing huge problems for companies 
and whole countries around the world which are now having to slash their budgets. Companies are having to cut investment. They're having to lay off people. There are some real serious consequences for the economy for sliding commodity prices, which is causing a deflationary pulse to go around the world that central banks are not on top of and probably can't get on top of because there's no level in which you can keep on cutting interest rates to try and keep up with this. Let me so ask it is you, a big problem. Let me yeah. ask you both this. Why does Hong Kong, this Hong Kong government, seem to think that Hong Kong needs a whole bunch of fairground rides? Oh, I mean, this is this is this is bureaucrats' nonsense. Honestly, it's it's they probably all sat together and they said, oh, 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 oh let's come up with some ideas. Ooh, oh, ooh, ideas. What are some ideas? Ooh, yeah, yeah. We heard that somewhere in Guatemala they had this, so we'll have that. I mean, this is all nonsense. I mean, it's not even vaguely to be taken seriously. What Peter's talking about. You know, the coming <laughs> global collapse. And you don't need to be apocalyptic, because even without an absolute collapse, you can have a very severe downturn. But that means something, you know. That means people are going to be put out of work. That means people who've got savings invested in various assets are going to be hit very hard. That means homes are going to re be repossessed. I mean, take it down to that mm -hmm. level. And this mm -hmm. stuff really matters. And the extraordinary thing about this policy address, just to be vaguely serious for a moment, is it addresses none of that. And the nor does it address, just, just while I'm on the thing, nor does this address carry on the rather crucial matter of why on earth all of these institutions of government in Hong Kong have forgotten that there's a bigger world out there of investment than in the mainland, you know. Why is, why is Hong Kong Stock Exchange only focused on mainland shares, closer connection with mainland? Why have we given up the bond market to Singapore? There's a big world out there of other diversification possibilities that actually Hong Kong used to be interested in. And the, and the real problem for the Hong Kong economy, which wasn't addressed yesterday, is that it is a very narrowly based economy. It is very dependent upon financial services and on the property mm. sector, which are going to be hit hard by a global downturn. And Hong Kong needs to diversify um, its economy. And that's the way in which it will try to survive or at least outperform in a global downturn, which is happening right now in front of our very eyes. Now, there were a lot of talk yesterday about... IT initiatives, you know, pumping in four and a half billion dollars into IT projects. But even there, Hong Kong works best when companies live off of their own wits. You don't need government handouts. And you make... don't need what they're doing is, is constructing yet another bureaucracy to hand out handouts. Well, what it does is that it creates a sort of corporate dependency and then companies that shouldn't survive do survive mm. and other companies which could step in and take their place struggle. So you and don't anyway, want it's that all nonsense. Of... I mean, what is Hong Kong actually good at? It's good at trading. Hong Kong is not going to be the new Silicon Valley of Asia or any of these things. Or, or farmyard. Oh, oh yes, of course. I keep forgetting. The only thing we the, seem to do to cows the, the, here is the, run them over. The, the great, the great agricultural projects that were in the policy address. But surely the whole point about Hong Kong is that Hong Kong doesn't need to be the place where all this stuff is invented, but it could well be the place where it's marketed and sold. That's a much more realistic possibility. And Hong Kong has a lot of competition as well to be a financial, um, a, a fintech hub. I mean, Shenzhen is trying it. Singapore wants to do it. So it's not the only place. That doesn't mean to say that Let's do it, it can't. Let's and, fall and it shouldn't. But, you know, the, I, I'm not convinced at all by 
doing big handouts from the government is the right way to stimulate that particular well, sector. Not convinced by Let's talk about all. a little thing here. So one of, the, one of the messages that came out of yesterday was putting pay... Well, the language wasn't as powerful as some would hope, putting pay to the ivory trade, which is massive here. People love ivory. Well, let's just take and that. And if you open up the yellow no, let, brick roads no, no, to let's Africa... Just, let's just take that. I mean, that actually is an extremely good example of what's not going to happen. That's what I'm saying. Because instead of saying... As of two, 2019, give, give, give me a date. Yep. As of that date, this will become an illegal product in Hong Kong. What did he actually say in the policy address? He said, we're going to look at this very seriously. That, to me, isn't the same as and saying we're going to stop it. I mean, it, it's kind of black and white that this is a very bad business to be in. It's kind of obvious that there are people in it who've got stops that they want to clear. So they're obviously fighting to keep the trade alive. You either stop it or you don't. I mean, there's no halfway house there. You've got There's no point saying, as the chief executive did, oh, very bad, oh, ivory trade, oh, do, 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 tut, 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 tut. And we're definitely tut, 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 going to tut, 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 think of it, after we've been on One Belt, One Road. You know, it ain't going to happen, is it? Combine that, Pete, with the road that you said goes quite near Africa. I mean, there's no secrets here that, that, that where the, the source country of all this stuff is. And, and a lot of investment is going so from let's China So let's do Africa. business with these guys, and we're, but we're going to put pay to ivory trading. And you're quite right. You know, the experts say they don't carbon test this stuff. So what happens is, I believe it was 1980, um, any stuff from before 1980, some, some year, um, you, you keep it, sell it, whatever. But then they'll just say, oh, but that's from before 1980, yeah, if they got they it last week. Unless you ban it. Unless you say, as of this date... This is an illegal product. Fill us in on this one, this little cosy arrangement. Just, just, <coughs> just, just, for example, here's your ivory trade, people hate it, and here's your big open French window that takes you out to Africa. Well, the, the thing is, there's no reason why you can't ban something immediately. You don't need this period to do it, because there's always a day in which yesterday it was uh, legal and today it isn't. So if you're going to go and ban something, you know, if you want to go and prohibit a certain type of drug, then ban it, because, you know, at some point it is going to become um, illegal. And, so, of course, we heard that good old word pragmatic from some of the supporters yesterday. Do you just want to slap faces when people start saying pragmatic? It's another way of saying I haven't got anything better to say. Actually, I mean, if that's if that's the the highest level of praise you can give, this this waste of space policy address. <laughs> I mean, the only thing in it. Can I just say one positive thing? The only thing in it that I liked was the money for kindergartens because I'm long been a great believer that that you know you pour the money into the lower level of education. Is I'm not saying you shouldn't have it in in the higher levels of education, but, you know, it's been a scandal. There is no such thing in Hong Kong as state kindergartens. I mean, that's staggering. All right, then, let's leave it there for the time being. Thanks a lot, Pete. It's morningbrew at rthk.hk if you want to get in touch. Uh, very nearly time now for the news. Right now, still in with Steve Vines for a couple more minutes with Peter Lewis. It's OK making fun of all this stuff, guys, but I would like, before we wrap this one up, for you, Pete, to say in your world, what does this blinking thing mean? And same for you in the world of politics, Steve. Well, in, in real terms, it means a lot of investment in some very poor 
countries, particularly in Central Asia, um, also maybe in the Middle East as well. So there's going to be a lot of um, investment in new infrastructure, for example, in, um, in Central Asia, so that these yeah. trade routes can, um, can develop and, and can open up. That just, will be good for those economies, of course. Just qualify that, Peter. There is going to be a lot of new investment. Well, the plan is that there, there will be. Now, of course, what the government has to do is it has to encourage companies to make that investment as well. So, you know, there's only a limited amount that they'll be able to do themselves. And in order to get companies to invest in these countries and these regions, they're going to want to see a return in the in the longer term. So they have to believe that an investment is going to pay back and it's going to be a better investment than they could do elsewhere with their limited resources. So that's going to be the challenge in terms of making this all happen and make it work. All right, Peter Lewis, thanks very much. Check him out. Probably more about this on Money Talk tomorrow morning after the 8 News. Cheers. Steve. I mean, the, 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 of course, the, 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 the real story here is not the economics of it. I mean, what Peter says is, is, is obviously what the plan is. But, you know, ask yourself, why is CY Leung talking about One Belt, One Road? Because the bosses are talking about it, because it's Xi Jinping's pet project. And if he wants to be selected, and let's not use the factual no, word. I thought SEPA was the big one. It, oh, yeah, no, no, no. Oh, we no. forgot that's that, yesterday's yeah, that, big that's one. so yesterday. Can you please not mention yesterday's, yesterday's news? It's quite, it's quite true, though. Ain't, it, ain't that a fact? Yeah, we were, all, we were all going gung-ho over that until uh, nothing happened. But the fact of the matter is that um, CY Leung is the only person in Hong Kong who is gagging for him to be reselected as chief executive. His view of how to do this is to guess, and you don't need to be that smart to guess, is to know, in fact, what it is that the bosses in Beijing want to hear. They want to hear him talking about the things that the president of China is talking about. So, you know, that's what he does. Whether it has any relevance to Hong Kong, not his problem, because the people of Hong Kong aren't the people who are going to select him. Whether it's going to help Hong Kong, not his problem, because he's just not interested in that. Yeah. This is as clear as the nose on your face. And the other thing, which we didn't talk about before the break, is what he didn't talk about during the um, presidential address or the, 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 the policy address or whatever fatuous name is given state to of it. The, nation. the total state of the nation. I mean, what people are really talking about, seriously is the Libor case, is the threat to one country, two systems. Now, anybody who's a leader of a community, when this is the main topic, has a minimal, and I stress minimal, responsibility to address these concerns and say to the people of Hong Kong, I am the chief executive of Hong Kong. The guiding principle of the Hong Kong SAR is one country, two systems, and I will do my very best to ensure that that principle is upheld. And when you have an event such as is going on at the moment, I'm going to be the bloke who's going to make sure that we get to the bottom of it, find out whether, in fact, the, the, the system's been violated by Chinese security officials coming into Hong Kong, seizing someone, smuggling them across the border, etc., etc. Not mentioned, not even addressed, not even hinted that this might be something that people should be able to hear the chief executive views on. I mean, that's honestly astonishing. I mean, even by the terminally low standards that this chief executive has set for leadership, that is astonishing. And he may think people haven't noticed. Well, let me tell you, people have noticed very much so. I think we're talking 15 days until since he, he, he disappeared. Now, what's the probability that 
Nobody knows. Well, I know that sounds lame. No, no, it's but we not often lame. talk about I mean, heads not knowing of, what tails are the doing. The fact of the matter is, it does look as though whatever happened to him, and don't remember, there's there's <coughs> four other colleagues of his who have also disappeared. Um, the probability is is that this may well have been some initiative by some local security officials on the other side of the border mm-hmm. trying to curry favour with the bosses. And it's gone all horribly wrong. I hope it hasn't gone as horribly wrong as I'm sure many people are thinking. Well, many people fear that we will hear that Mr Libor has had a terrible accident. Many people fear that the other four people will somehow have had some accident. And you're already seeing the smears getting out. You know, this ghastly little creature in, in Legco talking about, oh, well, you know, they're all involved in prostitution. It's setting the stage for them to say that actually what's going on over there is some murky business with prostitutes and triads, nothing to do with the Chinese state. So if they have a nasty accident, you know, gosh, it's all to do with the fact that they're low lives. I mean, this is despicable beyond belief, let me stress that. But you can see oh, yeah. that this is the narrative that is being put in reserve in case it has to be. The other possibility... Now, actually, none of these possibilities are good. The other possibility is that they will be put on trial. Now, you know that when you appear in a Chinese some, or court... Or somebody will. Possibly all of them. Mm. Somebody, all of them, we don't know, is put on trial. You know that when you appear in a court of law in China, it's only there for sentencing. You're not there to have a trial. There's no, no conceivable possibility that anybody who is on trial in a Chinese court, particularly for a politically sensitive matter like this, and of course the charges won't mention politics, they'll mention something else. No charge they'll be found, no choice they'll be found anything other than guilty. Mm. Interesting. So everything is very worrying. I, I, I don't know about you, but as I go around among people I know, really this is the big topic they're talking about. And unfortunately, this is the thing which I really, really fear, is this is leading to much more talk about What's our exit plan? Oh, yeah. But I mean, that's, that's very, very worrying. Hands up who's listening now who hasn't even <coughs> fleetingly thought that. And, and wasn't thinking it, say, two weeks ago. Yeah, no kidding. You know that thing about a video that came out the other day? Well, I don't know why you're making such a big fuss about this. This is an old, old tactic, but the thing is, people here are not... It's normal in certain places. Oh, well, that's OK, he's fine then. The knock on the I actually heard somebody on no lesser station than RTHK saying glibly, oh, well, you know, this sort of thing happens all the time. Actually, it doesn't happen all the time. It does not. Kong. That's why we have one country, two systems. That's why we have rule of law here. And anybody who's going to be casual about the protection of that is, in my mind, culpable of dereliction of duty. Well, here's one for you, Steve. Everybody, and you just said it, that's why we have the rule of law here. Well, do we? Let's be perfectly honest about this. Honestly, that's what's worrying people. It's written down. As as, As soon as that goes, what's the point? I mean, what is it that Hong Kong has that makes it distinctive? Why would any... And I'm sorry to go back to businesses because, you know, that's the sort of default position, but I will just mention it in passing. Why would anybody want to set up shop here if they can't rely on the independence of the judiciary, they can't rely on rule of law? There's no point. If you're going to be in Cowboy City Central, you might as well go to the bigger Cowboy City Central across the border. Absolutely no point to be here. Mm. People know these things. People understand this, except 
everybody seems to understand it except for the members of or the close circle around CY Leung. I mean, you look at the faces of even the so-called government supporters in LegCo after the policy address was delivered. Did you see anybody there looking happy? Of course you didn't. I mean, you know the opponents aren't going to look happy, but even his supporters have kind of got it now that this is a man who's just not doing his job. I mean, even Regina, God help us, criticised him for not, um, you know, even addressing the one country, two systems issue, which is uppermost in everybody's minds. He actually said uppermost in everybody's minds is one belt, one road. I mean, for God's sake. Tell you what, Steve. Crisp Fiverr says term two is on. I'm not taking your money because I, I, I fear, I fear that may be right. Because there's an increasing... Uh, how can I put it? Increasing indications are coming from Beijing that, that they've kind of given up on any hope of persuading Hong Kong people. They just want, you know, it's just big stick time. Mm. Who is better at wielding the big stick than CY Leung? So well, the possibility of him getting a second term is extremely high. The possibility that the 1,200 people who, in inverted commas, elect him doing anything but their duty is is nil. I mean, you know, they will do what they're told. Well, most of them will do what they're told. Yeah, yeah. And they'll... Well, let's let's go Arthur C. Clarke on this. What if what Peter's been talking about kicks in? Crash. Well, that's a big game-changer, isn't it? Because the, the narrative is essentially pegged to the idea that one of the, you know, say what you like about CY, say what you like about the, the Chinese Communist Party, they can deliver the goods, you know, they can deliver economic prosperity. Well, when even that's not on offer, you really have to ask yourself. Uh, and the other thing that you had on offer was what exactly? Yeah. I mean, no wonder. I mean, this is interesting because it's happening right at the moment. No wonder that one of the themes of the Taiwan election that's about to come to a head on Sunday, the presidential election in Taiwan, is the winning candidate going around saying, you've got to be very careful, or the winning candidate, which she hasn't actually won. But We're talking about Jai Ing-wen. Yeah, the, who the people think he's candidate, who, who, who I think, unless something phenomenal goes wrong, she is going to win. But one of the things she says at rallies, and one of the things her supporters say is, you know, if you want Taiwan to be another Hong Kong, vote for the opposition. This is now their, their big stick or their big sort of persuasive argument. Look what's happened at Hong Kong. They were promised one country, two systems. See how that's worked out. Let's check another We, rep- Taiwan, have been promised one country, two systems. You must be joking. Not on your Nelly. Yeah. Let's chuck in something else here. Lots of people talk about exit plans to Taiwan from Hong Kong. That Lo- is local interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. There is a movement. Actually, it's a fantastic place. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think people, there are many people in Hong Kong in fact, that is a b- who really, really don't want to leave and really want to remain in a Chinese environment. So what is the nearest alternative? It is, in fact, Taiwan. This has been talked about quite a lot. I'm sure there are <coughs> Facebook pages about it, you know. I know, I, I hear people talking Exit about Taiwan. it. Great I jazz, mean, it, it, great booze. It, it, it's <laughs> another, you know, it's a very, very different society. Yes. It is a very different society. But, you know, very high percentage of people here already speak Putonghua, so they're not going to have a linguistic problem. They're not going to have such a harsh cultural problem. Apparently it's super friendly. It, it, 
it is a friendly place. I mean, I've been to Taiwan a and lot. And they've got a wicked parliament there, haven't they? I mean, <laughs> sleeves up for the boys. Yeah, but, but you know, I mean, Ty- and, and guess what they have in Taiwan? They have a democratic system. Indeed. And, and all of those people who goes, oh, yes, but they shout in the parliament. Isn't that awful? Actually, I think that's the least of the problems. Yeah, yeah. The fact is that you can change the government there. That's the important bottom line. It was an interesting thing yesterday about money to send students to the mainland. I thought students wanted to go all over the world. And I not- think there's money to, to bring mainland students here as well. As I'm sure it is, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. There's always money for that. On the Belt and, on, Ro- Belt and Road. On the Belt and Road, yeah. Turn left at Letsby <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> Our boy CY, he's 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 keen on. If, if 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 it has mainland in the title, he's keen on it. And you know, I mean, the problem with this is you force people who are otherwise quite sensible to adopt this hostile attitude towards the mainland, which is also wrong. But the reason people adopt this attitude is that they're terminally effed off yeah. with with it being shoved down their throats, so that it gets to a stage. Well, say, I don't want anything to do with any of that mainland stuff. Well, that's totally unrealistic in Hong Kong. You can't have nothing to do with the mainland. But on the other hand, you can have something less than full-blown sycophancy.